You're listening to Marketing Matters on Business Radio. Welcome back. I'm Professor Americas Reed, a.k.a. the Hip Hop Prof, and we are doing our program, a special themed program today, uh, Luxury Markets, all things luxury, all things luxury consumes, consumption, and, and all of that cool stuff. And so I am absolutely excited to have our next guest on the program. This is Shamin Abbas, president and CEO at a company of the same name, Shamin Abbas Communications, brand marketing and business development for ultra luxury brands. And she focuses on something called the high net worth consumer. And so we're going to have a great conversation of all about her world and trying to unpack the important nuances and logistical details of the marketing that has to happen in her world for these luxury brands to be successful. Welcome to the program, Shamin. Thank you so much. Great to be with you, Americus. It's great to have you back. You have guest lectured in my class at the Venerable Institution of the Wharton School, and I'm so excited to touch base with you again and to pick your brain uh, and get a little bit of this knowledge that you have that you've been working on in this space for such a uh, such a, a, an amazing amount of time. So let's just start, though, Shamin, with because I, I do want to give my listeners a sense of sort of your background because you are an, you're an amazing person. You're an inspiring. Uh, architect of all things luxury marketing, but I want to give my listeners a sense of your journey. How did you, so take me through, because you're an entrepreneur, you're, you're a marketer, you're a communications expert. Take me through the evolution of your journey of where you were and how you ended up starting your own company, because it's no easy task to sort of wear all the hats that you do to, to make your company so successful. So if you could start with that, that would be awesome. Well, I mean, it, it's the most unlikely story, honestly. And I remember when I was uh, visiting your class and I had the honor of um, standing in front of your students, I, I just stood there for a few minutes smiling to myself thinking, how is this possible? A girl <laughs> from Wales who grew up with horses, sheep and cows, basically, um, you know, who didn't know anything about luxury. You know, a dad was a math professor, a mom who was a, you know, my mom was a journalist. She wrote, she wrote the food uh, column for the local newspaper I mean she was uh she'd been a jazz singer before that so oh, wow uh, whatever it was that um you know that that the, from the two of them that that inspired me to go off and venture um come to America venture into the world and find this I don't really know I mean my my background I, I did go to a performing arts school in London so you could argue a little piece of theater mm. comes into what I do but mm. I think honestly America's it was more the fascination with realizing that as I, when I started my PR company many years ago, 15 years ago now, almost 16, actually. Wow. I think I found the, the luxury consumer very interesting from a psychological standpoint, just because they, be, they were so committed to a brand. I just, mm. it, I found that very interesting that someone, mm. you know, that, that, that this luxury consumer sort of attached, attached themselves to a brand and they became very loyal to that brand. So I think mm. it was really more the psychology of it. Um, that, that interested me the most. And mm -hmm. I started realizing that if that, if you could find a way to ignite that, mm -hmm. um, it, it, mm -hmm. the consumer had the wealth, had the, had, you know, dedicated years of um, themselves to building a successful business, mm -hmm. that if you could lead them down the garden path, so to speak, and, and help them discover these very special brands um, that, that, you know, focus on detail and, and craftsmanship mm -hmm. and, and mm -hmm could be technology whatever it might be you know that these these brands that were at the forefront of that um mm -hmm. that you, you guide a consumer through that um and and then have them fall in love that that was fascinating to me so i think that's really where it came from they just it's a it's a it's a demographic 
of those that have sacrificed a lot to reach this level of success. And now I'm there to in, help them enjoy the fruits of their labor gotcha, gotcha. and develop their passions further. And um, yeah, so I'm, I'm sort of the bridge between <laughs> that consumer and the brands that I happen to work, you know, have the honor of working with. Interesting. I love this. So I want to just jump back on this uh, point, Shamin, because this is fantastic. This idea, I'm, I'm super interested in loyalty as well. Uh, and identity loyalty, the loyalty that comes from internalizing that product, brand, service, organization, solution, whatever, uh, as part of who you are. And it sounds like you, your, your antenna was up on that, p- figuring out that this is exactly what's going on in this space right now. There's a deep kind of commitment to these brands. There's something deeper going on here. And you wanted to help be a purveyor of that joy, that experience for them to help curate experiences and products and brands uh, that were specifically tailored to that, this quote, high net worth consumer. Is that, is that, is that a, a fair yeah, characterization? I think that's a very fair way of describing it. I mean, I, I have the great fortune to have met some incredible people. I mean, if you think about the, the demographic, if you look at sort of the facts around the demographic of, it's actually the ultra high net worth arena that, that, that my company specializes in. Mm-hmm. So this is um, a consumer that has, or an individual that has a net worth of 25 million or more, some argue 30 million or more, but 25 million or more. So okay, okay. You know, the, the, the majority of the demographic, you, you might assume that that is inherited wealth. That in, um, I think the, mm. the latest um, stats are about 87%, I think in the, in the current, if you look at the yep. demographic as, as a whole, which is about just over half a million, um, it's 513,000 um, gotcha. ultra high net worth individuals in the world. You know, it's, wow. it's a relatively small number if you think about the, you know, the mass sort of luxury consumer, let's say. Mm-hmm. Um, so 0.004, um, of the population. Um, so mm-hmm. it's a relatively small amount, but I think, um, you know, just, just being there to enjoy that moment um, where they can start to sit back just a little bit and start to indulge in the things that they're most interested in, whether it's watchmaking or mm-hmm. yachting or cars or whatever it is that they're starting to collect. That's exciting. Very, very cool. So I want to make sure I understand I'm, that I'm capturing this exactly correctly in the characterization in terms of how do we define the ultra high net worth uh, consumer she has at least 25 million dollars of of that's her that's her net worth so what that literally means if if she sold everything how much what this is what she would have left over (laughs) if she sold everything and paid off everything that she owed she have at least 25 million and it probably goes upwards probably there's no ceiling that's probably as high as it goes in oh yeah, there's of, no ceiling. There's no yeah. ceiling. Um, and I like that you called her she. That's really uh, interesting. <laughs> it's a growing. It is a growing number when you look at the um, you know the breakdown. Um, but yes, exactly. So we we, we have um, you know the folks that we're uh, introducing to it to the brands that we work with on the business development side. Let's say where we're making direct introductions. Um, you know we're 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 looking carefully within our own sort of. CRM system at you know their passions and their interests but also their net worth because um if I'm working with a yachting company that sell motor yachts that are in the you know sort of um let's say you know 60 foot range um that's that certainly is a yacht that might interest an exceptionally wealthy individual as Mm -hmm. as a boat to have in a certain location but they might also if their net worth is a lot higher they may be interested in a super yacht um gotcha so we're talking about you know 150 feet or up 120 feet or up um uh and they get larger and larger from there so so uh you know we when we're we're making this sort of matchmaking in those uh, yes yes all i'm doing is just making um these warm introductions usually to the 
chief designer or engineer or CEO president um, in the company, it's within with with the thought in mind of what what would they be most interested in? You know, what is it? Once they know, it's really and the, and the interesting thing is, it's not. Yes, it is the brands and 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 how they do what they do um, in their own way, but it's also the people that make these brands. And so, yes, yes. Um, at that level, you know, you're interacting with the president or the the founder of the company or mm-hmm. CEO. Certainly, the 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 engineers and the, and the designers have a very big role to play when it comes to capturing the imagination and the attention of one of these individuals too so mm-hmm. uh, it's, it's a it's a fantastic place to uh to play you know to sit and enjoy and and uh, make, be able to make those warm introductions i love this because in some senses what you're describing here is you know it, you know it, it's kind of like the matchmaking piece <laughs> is, is is it, it stood out to me shimmy because it's like this is it's critical because these individuals, you know, they, they have desires to buy products and it's not like you can just pop onto the internet and say, okay, let me see where, where can I get, you know, this really amazing, you know, underwater submarine that I can have in my, you know, it's like, it's not like it's, it's just, you know what I mean? It's like you, you need that, you need a customized, specialized, tailored kind of relationship where that the person on your side of, 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 of what you're doing, Shamin knows that customer so well that they can make those introductions to these very amazing brands. So you have to know both the brand, but also this customer. And there's not like, it's just like you said, this is a small group of individuals to be working with, but it's very important to sort of make that very specialized, personalized sort of connection. But I want you to tell me, Shamin, because it's, it's, it's this interesting sort of two-sided marketplace. Like on day zero, how did you, how did you start? How, how did you start with like a, a high net, a ultra high net worth customer or group of people that you knew and these brands? Like you, it seems like you almost have to have them before you can <laughs> help me understand, help me understand how you built this thing up. What was the, what was the original strategy and how you, and how did, how did you grow this business? Well, I mean, it really started, it started as a, a traditional PR company, um, you know, representing all sorts of brands. I mean, what, you know, one of my first, um, my very first clients and an incredibly inspiring man to me, Jordan Zimmerman, who's the founder of Zimmerman Advertising, one of the largest ad agencies in the country, mm-hmm. was one of my first clients. And he was so driven by uh, revenue and sales for his clients that I think that the business development inspiration let's say really the interest in being able to deliver qualified individuals to a business and make the needle move came Mm -hmm. from what I learned from him even though he's one of the largest um, retail consumer um, advertising agencies they they don't work with luxury brands they work with uh, with um, large retail brands Um, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but I think that really that that fascinated me so that, that he inspired that in me and then as I started to I just happened to be in the Palm Beach market when I started the business. And I think there were a lot of, you know, we were working with the International Polo Club and gotcha. some of the brands that were playing there. So I started to become more interested in luxury, not because, you know, I wasn't a, wasn't driven by the idea of working with luxury brands. It was more so the fascination as I started to see, as I said, these, these, the movement of consumers, um, mm-hmm. even geographical movement of consumers that were going, mm. moving sort of between the Hamptons and New York and Palm Beach and, um, LA and Aspen and how that all worked, I started to look at it in a more, you know, analytical way, just as this mm. is just fascinating to me. Mm-hmm. That, um, so that's how it really happened. And I, you know, to, to be clear, I represent the brands, um, 
through the work that I do, because it is so specialized, and also my um, ownership in, in the bridge, which is a by invitation only classic car event um, ah. that takes place in the Hamptons every year, nice. um, that is a very difficult ticket to get. So we're uh-huh. <laughs> become very popular at certain times. Yeah. Out <laughs> uh, trying to figure out how they can possibly get a ticket. Mm-hmm. Um, try saying no to billionaires over and over again it's, it's sort of it actually makes you quite popular <laughs> <laughs> interesting very interesting I like to be told no um so so it's really I work with the brands and just helping them think through these are brands that cannot that don't advertise you don't gotcha see, you know mm-hmm. how do they reach more of the very their ideal consumer they would work with someone like me who would Got help it. think through the communications piece where their story should be told mm-hmm. how their story should be told with the right journalists and the right process and guiding journalists through the through the experience of understanding the brand mm-hmm. and then these sorts of partnerships that we do as well as the warm introductions that I can make from my own um you know network of lovely people who are mm-hmm. always interested in meeting the top people at a company uh, very, mm-hmm. very very cool listeners we are speaking with Shamin Abbas president and CEO at Shamin Abbas Communications the premier brand marketing and business development uh shop for ultra luxury brands creating partnerships for the ultra high net worth consumer. I am so excited about this because I, I want you to take us through your process, Shamin, with respect to giving us some examples of how you curate particularized experiences on behalf of some of these brands and give us some examples of how you create this because you have this theater background. And so it's a lot of, I'm sure, very, very engaging interactions. Talk about the typical kinds of things that you might put together uh, as an event that then brings the that takes the warm introductions into uh, a potential buying process for these ultra high net worth consumers and these very powerful luxury brands? Well, first of all, um, if you stop and think about this consumer, um, this this individual, you know, that there is, you know, every brand in the world is trying to figure out how to, you know, every brand that is selling, let's say, very expensive toys, is trying to figure out how best to reach this consumer. So, um, how to get their attention, how to draw them in. And so first, uh, you know, the brands that I work with and when I'm working with a new brand, the first thing I want to make sure of is that they understand mm. the subtleties around um, how to market to that individual because mm. these mm-hmm. are folks that can have anything, choose anything. Mm-hmm. Um, and and they can smell a marketing machine, you know, ah. tomorrow. So Mm-hmm. Um, from that standpoint, I want to make sure that I'm working with a brand that really understands that and that their approach is not going to be one of sales. It's going to be one of building a relationship. Mm-hmm. Opening a relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so that's first. The other piece of the, of the puzzle that comes into play here is partnerships, because when one brand is has decided to invest in a business development exercise and they're working with someone like me, like me to allow for an opportunity for me to make these introductions, the most critical piece of this is money can't buy. Gotcha. For me, I'm looking for all the elements needed that will wow and delight this individual so that they leave there exhilarated. They leave mm-hmm. there feeling that exhilaration, that sort of peak of human experience mm-hmm. uh, that has meant that they, you know, they, they feel and they tell their friends, oh my gosh, you won't believe what happened. You won't mm. believe what we got to do. Interesting. Um, that emotion, that human connection is, uh, uh, human emotion is extremely important. That's, that's a critical piece of it. It has mm-hmm. to be money can't buy. So we're looking for partners as well. Partners that can offer access. It might be, uh, you know, a, a location that is, you can't ah. get 
access to. It could be another partner that by bringing them in, whether it could be a helicopter company, for example, mm-hmm. by bringing them in, not only does it add to, you know, can help pr- provide some um, important uh, underwriting to the costs of the experience to make it possible. So it can be money can't buy, mm-hmm. uh, but it also has to add to the experience as well. And then it also allows us to um, leverage the relationship by inviting some of their top uh, clients see. to participate. So you've got that sort of leveraged um, scenario as well. And then, yes, we're looking to create a money can't buy experience mm-hmm. that leaves mm-hmm. them feeling elated, exhilarated. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that we can make that introduction. Um, so in order to uh, ensure that the folks that are attending something like this, one of these experiences that we might, cre- uh, might, we might create are mm-hmm. the very individuals mm-hmm. uh, that I want to be able to introduce to a brand, I know what elements have to be there to ensure that they'll show up. Interesting. Uh, so so um, as we go through that process, there are some boxes that have to be checked, checked as we go. Gotcha. And are the boxes that get checked, Shamin, are those boxes based on your deep intelligence around uh, having your, your CRM, uh, customer relationship management database and understanding of these, of these individuals, almost at a sociological level, like you, you, you understand so much about their lives that you automatically, as a marketer, you really understand what are those psychological triggers for these specific individuals to trigger that emotionality? Is that, is that, where, is that how you check those boxes? Like, how do you figure this out? America, it's, 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 um, it sounds really simple, but it's, um, and, and it's something that, you know, many can't do. I'm fortunate enough to have the relationships already that I can pick up the phone and call one of the very individuals I have in mind for this and say, by the way, what would get you out of your house gotcha. on the last Friday of next month for something very special in whatever location it might be Got it. Um, tied to whatever it might be. Um, I have literally done that before. Interesting. Um, I won't go into too many specifics, but let's just say that there was a new um, business jet that was coming out um, mm-hmm. that had um, not been seen in a certain, uh, the, the demos hadn't started yet in a certain got region. It. Mm-hmm. Um, and in, to ensure um, that we got some of the folks that I wanted to come, who were the prospects for the client that I, I was building this experience for, mm-hmm. we I, when I, when I spoke to a couple of them, they said, well, if you could get, certainly if you get this plane there, I'd be there. <laughs> uh, not easy mm-hmm. to get folks that own their own planes onto, onto another plane. So, um, right. onto a plane that's not theirs. Um, so anyway, it, it can get as specific as that. Often I'm designing an experience around one person in mind and then it, wow. you know, and then it, um, it grows a little bit from there, but these are all very focused, very targeted, very small programs. They're not, um, for large groups of, of people. Okay. So what, give, give us an example of, of the size of a, partic- of, a, of a group that you would work with for a specific event. When you say small, what exactly is small? Uh, it could be, um, if, if we're doing a driving experience, it might be, um, wow. you know, it might be that we have you know, five couples or six wow. couples at a time that are, that are coming wow. to experience. They're landing um, on a helicopter in the middle of nowhere where the cars mm-hmm. are lined up, ready to go. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, the, there's the element of surprise uh, or, always in play. So uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, Sometimes, you know, if, I, if I'm designing the experience and bringing all the individuals, I'll let the others know who's coming so that there are no surprises. That, that yep. <laughs> Interesting. Situation with yeah. those yeah. that, um, you know, that could have done business together in a, in a wonderful way or in a, in a not so wonderful way. So I'm always very careful of that. But generally, yeah, the experiences are small mm-hmm. um, and wow. uh, we tailor them around just, just a few individuals. So. 
Interesting. Listeners, we are speaking with Shamin Abbas, president and CEO at Shamin Abbas Communications, the premier brand marketing and business development agency for the high net worth consumer and the ultra luxury brands that they seek. This is absolutely amazing. So talk to me a little bit about, because I'm, I'm just picturing this, Shamin, and I'm, and I'm picturing, and I'm, I'm, my blood pressure is rising. <laughs> But no, seriously, from the perspective of if, if I'm in charge of the, the, the these 10, this, these five couples is 10 people about to show up and I am in charge of everything that's going to be happening in this next you know day or two days or whatever, however long the experience is going to be, how, you know, it, and it's probably one of these things like there are no degrees of freedom for any errors or any mistakes or missteps or anything like you probably take this upon yourself to make this the perfect experience they are ever going to have. How does that, how is that, how do you ensure that you can deliver on that consistency and to make sure that this experience has no flaws that might undermine what it is that you're trying to do? Well, um, there are things that um, may surprise you always. Anyone who's ever put on an event knows that, um, you know, that there's always going to be something that happens. And sometimes it's out of, you know, sometimes it's, it's usually something that's out of our control. It could be a mechanical failure with a helicopter. It could be weather that comes in. You know, we've always got to be prepared. So we we think through every mm. possible scenario that could disrupt I the see. flow, could disrupt the programming. Mm-hmm. Um, and you have to be flexible. Um, you know, we we um, are in very close close touch with these folks. So let's say they're arriving in a. Uh, we might just give them the the um, coordinates to arrive at, at, at you know at an area. Oh. Um, gotcha, gotcha. my team I have my, my I have a highly trained team of um, assassins uh, these <laughs> incredible team that have been with me for many many years um, that you know understand the level to with which we're working um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that are trained meticulously to think about every single tiny detail mm. and it's all we're, we're thinking when we when we start building out the experience we then keep going back in over and over and over again to see where we can add more wow Mm-hmm. Um, my, mm-hmm. my team are always, um, make a little fun of me sometimes in that, in that realm, but, um, we're always thinking about where can we add just a little, that's just adjusted a little bit add another little surprise element in here, um, that will make them smile. And I'm not talking about, you know, the whole way through with people are on edge because they don't, they don't know what I'm going to do next. Right. I, little small tiny details um, details details that make the difference so we're always ready and um, we think through every possible scenario that we can and then when things you know come by surprise and 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 something uh, we had we had we had recently not so recently it's just not I keep forgetting about the year we're all trying to forget about last year <laughs> yeah yes. year that we won't talk about yes. uh, we had uh, a helicopter we, we we love to work with helicopters and mm-hmm. I've I mentioned them a few times here but um uh, they're always the wild factor. They're always the wild card. Um, but we had one lady who <laughs> needed to go to the restroom on the way to the location. And so the mm-hmm. helicopter had to come down to let her, they had to find a location for her to use a restroom because she wasn't, <laughs> she wasn't going to last the ride, even though it was 20 minutes. Uh-huh. And, uh, and then when <laughs> she went to get back on, the weather had changed and we couldn't get them to the location. Gotcha. Um, so, you know, so things like that happen, but uh, gotcha. we're, 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 we're ready for as much as we can be. Uh, 
Excellent. Shamin, thanks so much for joining us tonight. It was great to have you on the show. Where can listeners go to find out more about what you're doing, your work, and more about this, this conference? Is it going to be an annual conference? Um, we're doing another one, actually, the Ultra High Net with Millennial, um, which will be on October 7th. And so um, if, if anyone wants to check out the site, it's a, it's a membership site. It's called the Ultra High Net with Symposium. Um, so yeah, there's a, there'll be a lot of fantastic information there for those that are interested in this consumer. And my website is just Shamin Abbas. If you can figure out how to say it, or spell it. Well, I'll jump in on that. Listeners, that's S-H-A-M-I-N-A-B-A-S.com. Is that correct, Shamin? Yes, that's right. Excellent. Go check her out. She's a guru. She's doing some amazing work. And if you're into experiences and all things, very, very cool with the wow factor, you have to check it out. Well, that's it for our show today. Uh, I want to give shout out and props to our audio team, Dion Simpkins, Chris Tooks, and of course, my crack producer, Dana Cash. Without them, there is no show. They make it a real fun-filled laugh fest to do this. <laughs> and they make this idiot-proof. So all we jokers, we absent-minded professors have to do is just show up and try not to screw things up. Seriously, thanks very much, Dion, Dana, uh, and Chris. And thank you, listeners, for listening. You can follow us on Twitter at our new Twitter handle, SXM Marketing and Biz Radio 132, or follow your boy AR, the Ayatollah of Rock and Rolla, on Twitter at AMREED2, or check me out on the web at americasread.com. That's it for today's show. Thanks for listening to Marketing Matters, Sirius XM Channel 132, Business Radio. When listening to Bruce Springsteen's channel. Welcome, Bruce Springsteen, to E Street Radio, your home away from home. Great to be here. E Street Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 20. Holding its line on a good line, and down it goes! The best golf coverage is on Sirius XM PGA Tour Radio. The world's greatest golfers. Tiger Woods. Phil Nicholson. Fred Couples. The best analysis. Tiger's going to have to get a little chip back on his shoulder. Unforgettable moments. Towards the left edge, and it goes in! It's the most listened to golf in the world. Sirius XM PGA Tour Radio. Sirius 208 XM 93.